This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode 99. I cannot believe it. 99 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich, the founder of the Ops Authority and the Director of Operations Certification Program. I am super excited that you are here today. We're going to talk about a topic that we get asked a lot of advice on. So I am fully prepared for this to be exactly what you need to hear. Beginning this week, we are diving into a leadership series, talking about how you are going to need to be the leader of your business as you are growing and scaling this business. And I can't wait to kick it off with this topic. Like I said, it comes up all the time. And so it's how to create a schedule, a predictable schedule that allows you to serve all the clients that you have. If you are a service provider, you're probably doing something that I call fractional work. And as we kick off today, I want to explain to you what fractional means to me So we're all talking the same language. But if you're working in a fractional capacity, it means that you spend a fraction of your work time working with multiple clients. So think of a yummy, delicious pie, and you may cut it into four pieces or six pieces or eight pieces. And as you do that, each piece of pie represents the number of clients or a client. And so the number of pieces that are in that pie are a reflection of the amount of clients that you have. So if you've got four pieces, you are going to be spending four fractions of your work time between these clients. Now, the tricky thing about that analogy is not every single client is the same weight as the others, but for all intensive purposes, just go with me there. So I hope that helps you to better understand what I am talking about when I say that we're serving in a fractional capacity. And if you are, that means that we have multiple clients, which is very likely where a lot of us, if not all of us, start out in this service-based space. So here are gonna be five pointers to help you to do that with greater ease Not only will it allow you to have greater ease in your schedule, it'll also allow you to be the leader that you desire to be. One of the greatest downfalls of not building out a schedule that supports your client load is that you feel defeated. You as the leader, you've taken a risk, you've set this up, you may be doing some marketing, you definitely have referral marketing happening. And when we don't feel like we are in a place that we can show up and lead the client, we start to feel defeated. When that starts to set in, we start to have some really poisonous thoughts that can take us off track. And that's the last thing I want for you as you are building a business that really reflects the vision that you have for yourself, for your family, for your life. 
So take a listen to these five tips. We're gonna start off with the first one, which is to have a statement of work and an up-to-date project plan for every single client. Again, think about those clients as a piece of the pie and you want a very, very clear statement of work. I want you to understand what you have committed to and this allows you to have incredible communication. We're going to loop back to communication here shortly, but it really starts with the statement of work. This defines what you do, when you expect to deliver it, and that leads us to the next thing, which is a project plan. If you have a really strong project plan for every single piece of that statement of work, this is going to allow you to estimate the number of hours that you're going to be working in this client's business over the week. It's also going to help you to give boundaries to when you can say yes to accepting something new, maybe an increase in the scope. And it will also help you to understand when you have to push back and be very reasonable and candid with that client. So Tip number one is to have a very complete, honest statement of work and agree upon that. I love it being in writing. And the other piece to that is making sure that you have a project plan that reflects that. Tip number two, which goes right along with number one, is have a solid project management tool. One of the quotes I find myself saying a lot to both directors of operations and CEOs who are looking for service-based support in their business is they'll ask me, which is the best project management tool for me? (laughs) Which one do you like? Which one is this? Which one is that? And here's the cold, hard truth. The best project management tool is the tool that you actually use. <laughs> so I know we're not short on the on the different types of project management tools that are exist that exist out there, but the important part about a project management tool and the reason we're talking about it today is all of these tools allow you to prioritize the task. So you're prioritizing task for two, four, six, eight, however many clients you have, you want to make sure that you have that project plan that I referred to you in tip number one, I wanna make sure that you have a tool that's going to assist you in prioritizing this. And because you've got that prioritization, you're also going to be able to see visually what you need to tackle when you have the time dedicated for it. And again, make sure that that project management tool works for you. I have had some issues in the past where where I was using a tool that didn't necessarily tell me what I needed to do in the way I needed to see it. So some of the tools that are out there will allow you to click into one client and see that prioritized list inside of that one client account. There are other tools that are out there that just have a different look and feel, and they allow you to see all of the priorities across all of your clients. So hopefully you can see the difference there. One is showing you per client and one is showing you per priority. And so I find that if you, as the leader of that project management tool and the plan, you need to identify which is most important for you. And that may help you in justifying and looking at which tool serves you better. Alrighty, tip number three. This is a biggie. I want you to keep 20% of your time as free time. This is going to help you when things come up. And you guys know, 
things will come up in a business, especially when you're in a support role inside of a business. So promise me, pinky promise right now that you're gonna keep 20% of the time that you have dedicated to working in a week, you're gonna keep that time free. I know it's very, very hard to do this, but this will allow you to exceed expectations, to meet the expectations that you have for yourself, for your family, for your personal life, all of that. But you wanna make sure that you keep that 20%. What happens when you don't do that? Well, things pop up in a project. They all of a sudden become urgent. You've gotta have meetings. Maybe you actually have to get in there and do something for a client. And you've already worked your the amount of hours that you have, or maybe it's towards the end of the week and you're plumb out of time. Well, if you were to keep that 20% of a margin in your week, then it's not dipping into your family time or into your workout time or your personal time. So I wanna make sure that I stress the fact to you that tip number three is keeping 20% of your work week. So that means if you plan on working 40 hours in a week, that you save at least eight of those hours as free discretionary time. And you can do this in lots of different ways. It could be two hours on four days a week. It could be that every Friday you leave open for a catch-up day. You get to decide how you wanna do this, but this was a big differentiator for me in making sure that I protected some of this time to allow me to exceed my own expectations along with the client. So tip number four, people talk about this all the time, but I'm gonna be real right here. You've got to time block for these multiple clients. This means that each of them have their own set of commands and demands, and we wanna make sure that you show up and you deliver on that statement of work. The most effective way for you to be able to do this is to set up time blocks in your calendar. I find that you can do this one of two ways. You can do this where every client has a day. So maybe client number one gets Monday, client number two gets Tuesday, client number three gets Wednesday and so forth. I call this a daily client time block or you could do it where each client gets a few hours a day. So client number one is Monday and Wednesday and Thursday from eight to 10 in the morning. You guys get the picture here. That's what I call a recurring client calendar. So you get to make the decision how you want to time block, but promise me again that you will have time blocking as a way to structure your time. If you don't do this, and I know from personal experience, when I didn't do this, the client that was the most demanding, the client that had the bigger project going on, they tend to win they get the bulk of your time and attention. So what happens to client two, three, and four? They always feel when you are not present. So personally, I loved serving my clients in that recurring fashion so that they always knew they were hearing from me. And this takes me to tip number five, which is creating a communication plan with your clients. This means that you know at the end of every day or at the end of every, we'll call them shifts, (laughs) at the end of every single time you work with that client, you're sending them an update. You're touching base with them. This helps them to know what has been accomplished, which is going to alleviate any kind of miscommunication that could come up as a result of working with multiple clients. It's also going to make sure that there are less surprises. Let's aim for no surprises, but let's do no surprises to start with. 
So when I talk about communication plans, it's not just following up and kind of reporting on what was done, but it's also setting those expectations with the client of when you are going to be working in their business. So the last thing you want to happen is the client to think that you're working in their business all the time, or maybe that you're the only client that they're serving. You want to be honest and upfront with them that you're going to be working with them and on their quote unquote account or their business Monday, Wednesday, Thursday from eight to 10 in the morning. You want to be upfront with them. And most of the time, this is going to solve so many problems. You're going to be able to get ahead of them so that you can truly delight them in the way that you intended when you signed that contract from the very beginning. So these are the five tips I have for you to build a schedule that's going to allow you to serve multiple clients to start to reach that scalable income that you had been looking for, I really hope that this helps you to transform and to lead with real authenticity and integrity and honoring the client relationship that you have built. This is what it means to me to serve in a leadership position, not only for my business, but to make sure that I'm showing up in the capacity that I promised from the very beginning. So have a statement of work, make sure you've got a good project management tool, protect 20% of your time, time block, making sure that you understand and you communicate to your client if you're going to be working one day a week or in a daily fashion or in a recurring fashion. I have a tendency to think that a lot of us here are going to need to be working in a recurring fashion, but I would love to hear from you. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops Activity of the Week. That means that every single time you tune in, the time that you spend here is actionable. And here in the Ops Authority, we love action. Action creates confidence. Confidence creates cash. So let's start with that right here. The Ops Activity of this week is for you to allow us how you time block. So are you time blocking in a daily fashion or are you looking at having a recurring capacity? Let us know inside of our Facebook group. It's our private Facebook group. It's just for the listeners of our podcast and people who are in the same service provider space. It's a community that is so strong. It's growing every single week. And I look forward to having you there. Head on over to theopsinsiders.com and we'll get you inside. There you're gonna see a prompt asking you how you block your time with your multiple clients. Is it daily or is it recurring? I wanna see every single person dropping us feedback on how they manage this. And if this topic has been interesting to you and you are managing multiple clients at one time, you're looking to be a stronger, better leader of your time, your business, and in your clients' businesses, I also wanna refer you to episode number 57, which is how to manage your time with multiple clients. This is gonna give you a different lens. Right here, we talked about building a schedule. That is talking about managing your time. And the second podcast is episode number 87, where we talk about how to plan your weekly schedule like a CEO. Friends, that is one of our most listened to episodes. So I definitely want you to go back and listen to episode number 87 if this type of content is something that really helps you out right now. Alrighty, friends, I am so appreciative of the time that we spend together. I hope you will be back next week. We are celebrating episode number 100, which reminds me to ask you to do something for me today. 
would you head on over to your Apple podcast player and drop me a rating and review? A five-star rating helps us to get seen and those reviews are so powerful. Actually, we are going to be celebrating our next episode, this big 100, which is a big, big deal for me, hopefully for you guys, because that means that you have tuned in to us 100 times to get some knowledge bombs that are gonna help you to become a better operator of your business and show up as a better operator in other people's businesses. That's our full intention here with the Ops Authority Podcast. And I would love, again, if you would give me a rating and review for us to read next week. Alrighty, friends, thank you so much for being here, for hanging out with us for 99 incredible episodes. My heart is so full as I share this knowledge with you guys, and I hear the ahas that you guys take away every single week. Alrighty, friends, I will see you next week with episode 100. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.